Welcome back, everybody, to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. This is episode eight. I am your host, Steven Sockle, alongside my co-host, Antonio Delaguzzo, a.k.a. Puggy. How are we doing today? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing great, bud. So we got a nice little podcast for everybody today. No guests today, just the two of us for the first time. We're going to be going over the Julio Jones trade situation, recapping the NBA playoffs so far, and a new segment, our hot takes. We each have a hot take, and we're going to discuss them at the end of the episode. But to start it off... We're going to be talking about the Julio Jones trade situation down in Atlanta. Very interesting. 32-year-old, I believe, is that his age? Was I correct? Yes, yes he the is. 32, 32. Yes, the 32-year-old uh, is on his way out, as he said on uh, Undisputed a couple days ago, which is pretty funny how it that is. all went down. Yeah, that was, that was funny. So we have betting odds for where Julio Jones will end up next. So... I thought we'd just go through the, those teams and discuss uh, what we think the odds of that actually happening are. Sound good? Yeah, but before we get into that, can we just talk about how crazy this is that he's actually leaving Atlanta? Like, you and I were talking about this not too long ago. It's just insane that we might be seeing Julio Jones in a non-Falcons jersey next yeah, season. Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't seem right. I don't know. There's something about it. It doesn't seem right. But opening up... With the favorites, apparently, to land uh, Julio Jones, according to Sportsline.com, the Patriots have the best odds to land Julio Jones. What do you think about that, Puggy? I mean, I have been preaching for a while that they needed a wide receiver, but at the same time, I just I can't see that happening for some reason. I feel like I've never really seen Bill Belichick make a big move like that to trade for a star like him and his caliber, but at the same time... So someone like Julio Jones would be amazing for the brand-new quarterback in Mac Jones that they have or Cam Newton at the same time. So, I mean, it is a smart move, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to say what they would give up because right now everyone's value on Julio is so different. Some people are saying he's a second round. Some people are saying he's a first round. Yeah, I think it would be pers- – No, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I personally don't think he should go to the Patriots, nor do I think the Patriots should trade for him. I just don't think it's the best fit for him. Yeah, so – what I think about it is, I think it depends on what he's going for, like what, like what the Patriots are willing to give up for him. So mm-hmm. I don't really know what's in Bill Belichick's best interest here. Yeah, it's he he's a great player. He's thirty two though. I just don't know if that's like something Bill would do. You know, the what thing I mean? is though, it's like I don't think the Patriots is the best team for him because if he wants out of the Falcons, he's obviously wanting out to go to a team that's more than likely going to win a Super Bowl. No offense to the Patriots, they're not close to it at all anymore. I mean, that AFC East division's gone stronger by the year. I mean, think about it. The Bills got stronger by adding Stephon Diggs and then Josh Allen just becoming a great quarterback. The Jets, while everyone does, like, they do trash them a little bit, they are getting a lot better. Zach Wilson, I do think, will help that team a lot. And the hiring of Robert Salah, I think, will definitely help them. So I don't think the Patriots is the best option right now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see it happening. But speaking of potential Super Bowl contender, the 49ers, what do you think about that? that? Oh, I'm a big fan of this trade, honestly. I mean, you and I going to the draft, we talked about Trey Lance and the fact that they drafted him. It makes it even better. He's a very talented quarterback in my eyes. I think getting a star like Julio will definitely help. I mean, you look at their wide receivers right now. They have Debo Samuel and Brandon. I'm not pronouncing that last name. I think it's just an A. What is that? Ayuk, right? 
I think so. I, I, I'm not trying to botch a name, but... I mean, adding someone like Julio will definitely help because those two wide receivers, while they are very talented, they did have a lot of injury problems and COVID issues this past year. So I think adding the likes of Julio Jones would be great. And then on top of that, they do have George Kittle. So just imagine bringing a brand new rookie quarterback in alongside still having Jimmy Garoppolo to teach him if they do keep him. I think Julio's best spot is the 49ers. They are more than capable of winning a Super Bowl in the coming years. Yeah, uh, I, I think that would be a very good landing spot for him as well. But it depends on what the value of him is because they don't have a first-round pick next year. I believe that belongs to Miami, right? It, it does belong to Miami. Or it belongs to Philadelphia. I forget exactly how that trade went down, but that, they don't have a first-round pick next year. So they'd have to be giving up their second, most likely, or another yeah. future first or something, depending on you know what the value is or whatever. But I think this would be a good fit for them. I, uh, I, I think that would be a good weapon for Trey Lance to work with. Cause let's be honest, he's the future. They wouldn't have drafted him just, just for fun. Especially. Yeah. They could, they could have taken Jamar chase, you know, yeah. if, if they were, if they were sold on, uh, on Jimmy G, but clearly they're not. So nice. That's, that'd be a nice little weapon for Trey Lance to use for a couple of years. And like you said, they still have George Kittle for a while. So I'd say a 49ers would be a fun, fun choice. But now, next up is the Titans. Now, I think that would be a fun choice if they still had Arthur Smith. I don't know who their ti- the Titans' OC is currently. So, the, the, the offense is definitely going to look different. And I know they definitely probably will not have the same type of protection that they had when Arthur Smith was there because Ryan Tannehill was protected, like, like crazily well. So, yes, the weapons would be nice. They'd be replacing Corey Davis, I believe, right? Correct. He, he, yeah, Corey Davis. So Julio Jones to the Titans. That, that would be fun as well. I could also see that. I just don't know maybe if the Titans are in position to give up a first. When... No, they're definitely not. They still have a lot of other places to fix in my exactly. eyes. And I think they, yeah. they I don't need know to if, keep that. I don't know if receiver is, is the spot. You know, I feel like O-line is a little more important. But I don't know. I, I guess we, we would see, right? But I mean, obviously, honestly, when you think about it, don't get me wrong, Julio is like one of those generational talents kind of. But a lot of teams do realize you can't easily replace a wide receiver. So that's why I think they're in that position. Like, I mean, having Julio on the Titans would be amazing. But they're in a position, like, if they didn't get him, they aren't in the worst spot because they can still go out to draft one or sign one, you know? You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't I don't think the Titans should do it. It, should, it would be interesting, but I don't think it's, like, in their best interest long term. Unless they really believe that they are going to contend for a Super Bowl game because... The Colts are no pushover. No, Obviously, not. I'm not worried about the Jags or Texans right now. But the Colts... The Colts, Colts with Carson away. Wentz now, I think, will be really good, especially with him being back with Frank Reich. And the AFC is no pushover in general, either. Yeah. You know? So, next up is the Raiders. I... Oh, this is an automatic no for me, honestly. No. I, I just can't. No, I'm sorry. I think John Gruden taking over... It. They've imploded even more ever since John Gruden took over. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not big on. I'm not sold on Derek Carr either. I mean, some people are, but I just don't think Derek Carr is the greatest quarterback. And I just, I, I just can't see Julio going to the Raiders. They are nowhere near being even playoff contending in my eyes. Yeah, nah, not for me. That's not my, not my first choice. But here's an interesting one: the Ravens. I like this now, one. They drafted. Oh goodness, who'd they draft? I forget now. Um, 
Um, oh, I know he's draft. like on the tip of my tongue too right now. Yeah, I want to say Terrence Marshall Jr., but that—that's who they—that's who they uh, passed on. They shot they passed ba- on shot Bateman. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a nice a nice pickup there, and then the add on Julio as well. That'll be nice. But you think they're in a position to give up a first round pick? They might be. They might be a, a Honestly, dark horse yes, sleeper. Yeah, they might be a dark horse sleeper to do it. I mean, honestly, I think they really are. They, everyone says that Lamar can't throw, but he honestly can throw pretty well. And getting someone like Julio will help because think about it, then they will have Julio Jones, um, Hollywood Brown, and now Rashad Bateman. That's a great receiving core in my eyes. And then some people say that the whole line they should be worrying about since Marshall Yonda's gone. And is Stanley still there, Ronnie Stanley, or yeah, did he's still he? There. Yeah, they lost. I mean, um, I think they're Orlando Brown, I believe, right? Is that Yes, the correct. Right person? You are right. Yeah. Orlando Brown. I mean, they did draft Ben Cleveland out of Georgia, so their line is pretty solid for the most part still. So no, I do I think, think they're fine. It, I think they're perfectly fine, and yeah. honestly, getting Julio could help them a lot more. Yeah, I think that I could think it'd be a very interesting pickup for them. Next up is the Chargers. That would be fun. That would be really fun. Now, you are a big preacher for the Chargers. Oh, so. yeah, I know, I know uh, Dante is as well. So that would be very, very fun as well to see Julio on the Chargers. That, that, that would be fun as well. I think that would be the most, like, fun yeah you know honestly because after seeing what herbert did without like a proper line and now that he's gonna have an actual line i think that would be really Ooh, like, him and key and allen would be nasty that, that, that would yeah. be fun that would be fun to watch um next up is the colts mm, i would be interesting that would certainly it would be, be interesting, interesting but i don't think that's don't the know. best move at the moment i don't think that's the place that's i don't I, know that's not where i would pick their receivers are a decent spot at the moment. I, I don't think they're in any... Yeah, I don't know. It's... Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't really know, honestly. It's... It's all right. be good. It'd be a good spot. Could not be. I think I think it would be fine. But like, I don't know if that, that's something they should give a first rounder for. Exactly. Maybe if, maybe the second or third, but I don't know. I, I, think, I think the Colts are solid where they are right now. I think they need to make crazy moves unless they feel like it's really necessary. Uh, Packers... Yeah, if Aaron Rodgers was staying. I yeah, but know. no one knows at this rate anymore. Or did he say officially he's he's gone? I, I don't I don't know I don't know what the situation with him is. I just kind of ignore him. Yeah, I'm I'm I don't like the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers, but that's for another day. Yeah, that is for another day. Dolphins. No, no point behind that. In my eyes, they just signed Will Fuller, drafted Jalen Waddle. I see no point behind that. Yeah, I mean I know they have an extra first, but. I, it seems no. like overkill. I don't know. It is overkill. I mean, they have very many other things to worry about. Yeah, maybe if he was younger, but I don't know. Unless they really yeah. think they're going to contend. Jaguars. I mean, oh, sorry, did you want to add something else to that? I, like, I'm looking at the receivers right now, like, really quick. The Dolphins, they have Wolf Foley, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker. They have, they have no reason. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's necessary. Uh, Jaguars, no. I mean, he wants to go to a winner. That's not a winner yeah, right now. Yeah, that is. No, no, we're not. and Cowboys could they pointless be a in winner? my eyes? Yeah, could they be? Or yes, but why? It, it's just pointless on the Cowboys side of my eyes. My eyes, because I mean, yeah. they have um, CD Lamb. Lamb. They have Michael Gallup, Gallup. Amari Cooper. Why? Like, no reason. I, like, why would they do that? It's just. I mean, they would have to give up Michael Gallup probably, but at yeah, the same time, it's but, like. But like, why? They need to save their picks second as well. Yeah, they need to save their you picks. Don't, you don't need to do that. That's one. That's one of them. Jerry Jones, money you know, plays. Flashy, bring in the money pick. I, I, I don't like it. I don't I'm not a big fan of it either. So those are all the odds. Uh, but just to 
just to wrap it up quick, just for fun, how would you feel if he if the Giants were to try to trade for him? I'm not a fan of it, honestly. I'm liking what the Giants are doing right now. They, I mean, obviously they got Kenny Galladay in the offseason. They just drafted Kadarius Tony. They have Sterling Shepard. Yeah. They have Darius Slayton. They have a very heavy wide receiver locker. And they also have John Ross that they just signed and Dante Pettis. So yeah, they are. They yeah. have no reason to get a wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. Julio Jones is an amazing player. But I like what Joe Judge is going at right now. They are really trying to work with what they have and just boost whatever they need to with what they have. Yeah, it's same similar situation to the Cowboys. They don't need to do it. They're, they're, well, that's overkill. I'm gonna flip this question to you then. What yeah. would you feel? How would you feel if the Lions trade for him? Because obviously the Lions did just get a lot of picks from Matt Staff. Stupid. Why would they do that? They're not. They, it's same thing with the Jaguars. He wants to go to a winner, and then we're not. Like, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be cool to give golf a weapon, but why? Do they? Like, are they that confident in their ability to contend for the division? I mean, do you think there's a chance that they can contend no. for the division? I mean, that defense is still not that bad, honestly. No. No. No way. And I think, arguably, the Lions has one of the best offensive lines in the league. Oh, I think I, that's definitely their strongest uh, asset, their offensive line, which is good. You know I me, mean? Big fans of trenches. Oh, yeah. So, but, no. I mean, if they were going to do that, they should have done it while Stafford was here. And even then, I don't know if that was worth it. There's, All right. I no. There's no point. It'd be fun, but no, there's no point unless unless Dan Campbell really believes he's going to take that team to the promised land. Who knows? I guess this time will tell. Yeah, I guess so. But coming up next, we're going to be discussing the NBA playoffs and what has happened so far. So stay tuned for that. Are you looking for a fresh cut this summer? Well, head over to at underscore Edwin the Barber underscore on Instagram so that you could enjoy the ETB experience. Edwin is a self-taught barber that will make you feel like a new person after a fresh cut. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. Now, I know I said we were going to talk about basketball, but quickly, I just want to talk a little more football because as we were taking a little break, I saw on Twitter that Todd Gurley is visiting with the Lions. So I just wanted to quick touch upon that. I I don't know. I, my guess is they wouldn't sign him for a huge uh, contract at all. He'd probably just be a depth piece. But I don't know. I mean, I guess it wouldn't hurt, you know, because they have Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. And I guess if they added Todd Gurley, it'd just be more running back depth. And I really could benefit Todd Gurley because our O-line, is, like we said, is our asset. So that would be yeah. that would be uh, an interesting signing. I guess maybe a little fun, but I don't know. Do you have any opinion, Puggy? I mean, I think it's interesting. I mean, he'll be back with his old quarterback if you think about it. That is true. So, that is true. Yeah, that would be that would And be like interesting. you said, I, I do agree with you. I think it will be for a cheap contract. Obviously, he's had a lot of injury issues in the past. Not many teams want to take a risk on that, especially if you're a running back. Right. So it's if he, they get him for cheap, I think it's a good signing. I mean. I think he's a better he's an improvement of carry on Johnson, so Yeah. Honestly, I think they're in a win win situation. It's either you get him and you, you have death or if you don't, then you save your money. Yeah. You know? Whatever. I, yeah, I mean they're not going anywhere. They have money to work with for like probably like a two, three million dollar contract. So whatever. I think I think that'd be fun to have mm-hmm. a n- nice little rotation. But anyways, now on to basketball. Just want to quick touch upon that because that just happened. So, basketball, playoffs underway. All game twos have been played at the time that we were recording this podcast. 
Um, not sure when it's going to come out, but the uh, Bucks and the Heat are on tonight, as well as the Lakers and Suns. But let's start it out with the Sixers and the Wizards. So I have the Sixers winning. I think I said in five or six. I don't remember. Did I say the Wizards or Sixers? I forget what I said already, like five seconds ago. Did I say Wizards in <laughs> five? I feel like you said Wizards, but I, feel like I, I, did, I know but you meant Sixers. Know. It'd be interesting to hear when I replay this back what I actually said. But I either way, I think I said Sixers in five or six. I'm thinking now it's going to be either four or five. If Westbrook injury is anything significant, I just yeah. I don't know. I, I I think this could this could be a sweep. The Sixers are playing really well. The Wizards are really in. They're on like a last leg kind of standard. Yeah. I mean, Westbrook is basically the heart right now of that team. No offense to Bradley Beal, but Westbrook is like that driving force. And like you said, the Sixers are playing phenomenal. I mean, they they're finding some type of system and groove that is working really well for them. Yeah. I I just I can't see Washington taking a game. I mean, when we were first talking about it during the. The playoff review, I did think they would take one game, but now with the whole Westbrook injury and all, I, I think the Sixers have this easy. Yeah, I think so as well. On to game, on to the next series, Brooklyn and Boston. Brooklyn's up 2-0. I said Brooklyn and Gentlemen's sweep. That might even be four now. They're just they're just They're, they're a strong team. They're just way better than Boston right now. They just are. There's no, there's no debating it. They're just a better yeah. team right now. Boston might take like game four or something, but... Brooklyn just overpowers them and everything. They might have Boston might have been able to take a game sooner if Jalen Brown was there, but yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um. Next, Milwaukee versus Miami. Now I had Milwaukee in seven. I know you had Miami in seven. Yeah. As of right it, it, now, I'm a little upset about this yeah. so far, honestly. Yeah. Right now, if if Miami doesn't show some life tonight, this could be a sweep. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad when the the person with the most points per game on the Heat is Goran Dragic, who's not even a starter. He's their sixth man. This is – Miami is disappointing me a little bit. If they took game one in that very, very good uh, overtime game in game one, then it would have been a 1-1 series, and then we might have been, oh, yeah, it was just a rough game. But in that first game, Bam looked out of it. Jimmy couldn't really make anything besides his uh, layup to tie the game to go into OT. Bam looked scared. Like Dante was saying, like he just looked scary. He looked out of it. He was afraid to go in the post and challenge Brooke Lopez. Bam out of bio was afraid to challenge Brooke Lopez. I mean, no disrespect to Brooke Lopez, but I think Bam out of bio is better than Brooke Lopez. But, you know. This is a sad stat. Like I looked this up real quick. Over the two games combined, Jimmy Butler's been shooting twenty five percent from the field. Yeah, yes. You just, can't win a game if you shoot that bad. Yeah, I, I think I think Miami takes at least one game at home. But at, at this rate, unless big improvements are shown tonight in Game Three, Milwaukee might do this in four or five. If Miami gets swept, it gives me more of a reason to save my take in our next segment. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you do have a hot take, and you're you're teasing it. I like it. I like it. You're making people stick around. Yeah. And last Eastern Conference match of the Knicks and Hawks. Now this is probably the series of the East right here. This could go six yeah. or seven. This is this fun. has been an entertaining se- this series, is dude. This is fun. Now I'll quick say I I said this after Game One, not not on the podcast obviously, but I was just when I was just talking to Puggy. The Knicks Hawks th- right now Trey Young. 
could be the next Reggie Miller and the Hawks could be the next Pacers. And we could be seeing this rivalry for the entire uh, 2020s decade because Trey Young has made himself a villain in New York. And when New York has a villain like that in the playoffs, oh, it's fun. Oh, it is yes. fun. And this, and this, they are going at it, these two teams. Mm-hmm. The, the, you just the, hear the crowd chants yeah. and everything. Yeah. This is. I do think the the Knicks fans are getting a little out of hand, saying we want Brooklyn already, but yeah, it, like it, it's a one-one one series. It's a one-one one series. Yeah, you still have to get through Atlanta, and Atlanta's no pushover. And then if you did win, you'd have to get through Philadelphia, and then you'd have to then you then you would meet Brooklyn. So, I I, I missed the part where the Sixers got eliminated. I I missed that yeah. part, and I didn't know that game two was the only game in the series that mattered. But, I guess so. <laughs> but that being said, this Knicks Hawks series, I, I I hope it does go seven because oh, that's gonna be fun. That's a it will fun be, series. especially Game Seven in the Garden. Oh, that's gonna be a loud ooh, game. Ooh, that is fun. That is fun. I I personally, I, like I hope series. it doesn't go to Game Seven because I'd rather not oh, be anxious yeah, at a Game say, Seven for Knicks yeah. fan side. But as a neutral I, fan, I'm, I hope so. But yeah, yeah. That, but I think a lot it's of fans. It's entertaining. Yeah, I think a lot of fans are excited for this. This this is I think honestly out of all the series, even including the West side, I think this series is the most entertaining one at the moment. I'm looking at the bracket. Yeah, and unless the Suns and Lakers go seven, but yeah, I think Knicks Hawks is probably the most entertaining. Yeah. But anyways, on to the West side. Utah Memphis, that's tied one one. Utah won last night, scored a franchise record in points. But Memphis Memphis is a is a Grin, giving me green grind vibes from the 2012, uh, 2013. Yeah. I forget which year it was, but point is, I think was it was a 2013. I think I think it was 2013 because 2013, they, 2013. Yeah, because they they went to the or was it 2012? One no, of the I years. think it was 2013. I'm pretty sure it was 2013. Um, I don't know if you want to look that up quick. I am. I believe because if I if I remember correctly, I think 2012. No, 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 I think 2013 was the year because they upset the Thunder and like no one saw that coming. And the Thunder made it in 2012, so obviously that couldn't have been the year they did it. So I think it was 2013 because I'm pretty sure they lost the Spurs, but it was close. I am looking. Um, wow, it's really hard to find this right now. Yep, it's 2013. It was. Yeah, they were. What seed were they? They were the eighth. No, wait, no, no, not the eighth. The fifth. The fifth. Yeah, yeah. I know they were like a lower seed. Yeah, because the Thunder were like the one seed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. See, my my NBA knowledge is somewhere in here. I don't know where it is, yeah. but it's it's coming out. But anyways, one one series right now. Memphis is no pushover. I do think Utah takes it, but maybe like six or seven because Memphis shows a John Morant. I mean, he's a crazy player. He, he he's phenomenal. He, he, he's willing uh, to put his team on the back. Oh yeah. John Morant, right now it looks like John Morant's bill for this. And that is good for Memphis going forward. And I just uh, still think it's kind of crazy. I mean, this is a little off topic, but from that draft class that John was in, number two and three picks are in the draft, and not the number are in the playoffs, but not the number one. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. And speaking of the Grizzlies, I have part of my hot takes. I'll talk about them in the next segment. Next up, Clippers Dallas. As a big Kawhi guy, I'm disappointed. I'm not very. Not very excited for the Clippers. It, it, it could be Dallas coming out of this right now. It, it's a big, big game Honest. three. Big game three. So, 
I honestly think if Dallas takes game three, I think Dallas wins the whole series. Most, Oh, yeah. Oh, I think so. I don't think the Clippers can come back down 3-0. I mean, they were up 3-1 and blew with the Denver. So I they're going to have to win four games in a row, maybe. I mean, that would be huge for that franchise. But Dallas looking like the favorites right now. Good for Luka and company. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the Mavericks in the beginning of the season were a team that no one thought would be in the playoffs because they were really struggling at first. And then they found this groove, and now they're up 2-0 two, two against a team that people really thought could be a contender for the West. Oh, yeah. I think... What was I gonna... Oh, yeah. I think if uh, Dallas makes it out of the uh, matchup with the Clippers, and then they face Utah or Memphis, they have a chance to go to the conference finals. They really do. Honestly, I do think they do. It'd be a it'd be good, good thing for Luka's resume. Denver and Portland series one one. Uh, Damian Lillard looked great for Portland in game two, but they you know Denver just overpowered them and just played played well as a team. I still think I'm going to stick with Portland here because they have home court now, but I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's an interesting series. Probably like the one I'm least interested in 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 general. Actually, not Brooklyn Boston because I just think Brooklyn's going to run away with it. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I still had the Trailblazers winning this. I said it was going to go to seven, and I did have Lillard hitting a game-winning shot. Honestly, I, I just can't see Denver lasting all this. They don't have – they with the fact that they lost Jamal Murray, it's hurting them so much. And I still think they barely got through the second game in my eyes, honestly. They just – they had that spurt where you, like, are really strong, but I don't think it's going to last enough. This yeah. Trailblazers team is really strong, de- like in depth wise. I mean, we talked about it during the preview. They have Norman Powell, Carmelo Anthony, Robert Covington, obviously Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic, yeah, and his Cantor. I mean, this team is really strong. I I think it's a team that should not be a six seed, obviously, but the West is difficult, so yeah, the they are the six seed. Weird, yeah. I mean, looking at our next matchup, the Suns and Lakers. Lakers to the seventh seed. It's a one-one series of Chris Paul. He's not healthy, which looks like he's not 100%. Game three is going to tell a lot tonight. Lakers win this. I think I think they win the series easily and handily. But if Chris Paul shows up, or if the, the rest of the team shows up, well, you never know. This could be still be a very interesting series. Yeah. But uh, I think the Lakers, they come I do out think of here. the Lakers take it. Yeah, I think, I think the Lakers, if they come out of here, which I think they will, they'll probably end up going to the finals again. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, I, unless an upset happens somewhere along the road where, like, Portland or Denver beats them or, like, Dallas or the Jazz. I don't know. It would be interesting. It would be interesting to see. I just can't see it, though. I mean, like, once LeBron gets going, it's kind of hard to stop LeBron. Yeah. Unless it's in the finals, obviously. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but um, then again, I mean, I do think if they do win the series, Frank Vogel definitely changed his lineup a bit. I mean, for a long time, you and I were talking about it. I said Andre Drummond should just not be in that starting lineup anymore. Yeah, let AD go to work and let Drummond go to work with the second unit. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, honestly, this year's playoffs have been... This year's playoffs has probably been the most entertaining playoffs in quite a while in my eyes, honestly. It's been nice not seeing the typical... Yeah. teams just constantly winning and, like, making it to what everyone expects. I mean... This year, no one expected Dallas to be this good, and look what look what they're doing. Up 2-0. Like, 
this is really entertaining because there could be major upsets or a major comeback of any of these series right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, very fun. But in our last and final segment, we're going to be going through some hot tapes, so stay tuned for that. Want to listen to more fresh beats like this one? We'll head on over to 33 Ranger Music on SoundCloud. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. As promised, Puggy and I have hot takes, so we're going to be delivering those hot takes to you today. We'll start with you, Puggy. What is your hot take that you want to give to everybody? So, obviously, I mean, I'm getting a little ahead of myself because we're still only in the playoffs, but after the playoffs is the NBA free agency. And my hot take is Kawhi Leonard does not stay with the Clippers, and he joins Jimmy Butler in Miami. Ooh, that is hot. That's a very hot take. Pun intended, because Miami's the Heat. Get yes, it? Yes, I, I do. I do get it. <laughs> I do indeed get it. But, um, but yeah, that would be interesting. Honestly, it's just a good move. I mean, it's they're both hustle players. I mean, if you remember this or not, when Kawhi Leonard went to the Clippers, his, Paul George wasn't his first option, like our own Fred Tebow was telling us. He wasn't his first option. It was Kevin Durant. But then his second option was Jimmy Butler. So yeah. I think, honestly, going down to Miami, uniting with Jimmy Butler there will be a great duo right there. I just think they're so dominant. And then just think about it. And then he has Bam Adebayo. Like, that team will literally, in my eyes, win the East consistently. That happens. Yeah. Um, What about the Knicks? You think you can go to the Knicks? Now the, the Knicks have are, I mean, they're a playoff team now. Yeah. They are. Obviously, I'm kind of... I always used to be like that one Knicks fan, like, oh, this guy's going to go to us during free agency. This big name's always going to go to us. I would like him. Don't get me wrong. He will fit well with Tom Thibodeau's scheme, the whole defense defense first. Defense um, starts the offense. But I don't know. I like what the Knicks are doing. They're trying to rock with the young core, bring some veterans on cheaper deals. I don't think they need to do that, honestly. I don't think that's the move they need to do right now. I think they're working really well with what they have. Fair enough. I mean... Why with Miami would be very interesting. I just can they even afford him? Is that something they can afford? Maybe. I mean, it would be difficult. Difficult. I mean, I haven't seen people like Stephen A. Smith saying he should go to Miami. So I'm kind of taking the fact that if they say that that there is enough money or they could work something out during the summer to get him there, Pat Riley could figure I it put, out. Yeah, honestly, I would have put it past like Jimmy Butler to restructure his contract so that he can come or. I do know Andre Iguodala is a very hefty contract, and I think it's a team option, so they could let him go and then re-sign him for like a cheaper deal. Yeah, that's true. Or just let him go in general. I mean, we're both forgetting this right now. They still have Oladipo. I think he might have to walk. No, he, yeah, but... he, he's a. They would have to let him go if that happened. But they could trade him maybe if like... he's a free agent though after this year. Oh, never mind. I mean, all right. I mean, if they, I would let Oladipo walk them, and I got Kawhi oh, Leonard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would too. I mean, hey, I guess time will tell, but that would be a great... I think that's a pretty good take. I mean, yeah. Kawhi going to the Heat. I just... I can't see him staying with the Clippers or going anywhere else. Yeah. I have my hot take now. And we were talking about it earlier, and Puggy doesn't like it. He, he, he thinks I'm an idiot. Yeah, it's more like a cold take. Yeah, cold, cold take. I don't... No, no, no. All right, listen to me. All right, l- listen up. I think... 
the Pacers should consider blowing it up. If they don't do something significant next year, they should start blowing it up. Because I'm looking at their contract situation right now, right? Malcolm Brogdon signed through 2023. So is Miles Turner. Sabonis is through 2024. Lavert's through 2023. Warren's through tw- uh, 2022. So is Jeremy Lamb. Justin Holiday's through 2023. And of course, you know, they still have their first round picks and whatever. The reason I'm saying they should consider blowing it up is because since 2014, they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Heat. Then they didn't make the playoffs. And then 2016, first round exit. 2017, first round exit. 2018, first round exit. 2019, first round exit. 2020, first round exit. 2021, play-in tournament, but didn't get in. Something's not working. Something is not working there. And they have good players, which doesn't make sense. They have Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner, Demonis Sabonis, Karis LeVert now, TJ Warren. And this is why I don't think they should blow it up now, because they just haven't gone like a full season with this squad. But if they don't make a significant improvement... If they don't get past the first round next year, what's the point in, in keeping all these guys? These are good players you would get for good picks. Because let's be honest, Brooklyn's not going anywhere. Boston's probably only going to get better. Philadelphia's good. If Miami got Kawhi, like in your hot take, they're not going anywhere. Milwaukee, Giannis just signed a long-term deal. He's not going anywhere. What's the point in having great talent? And just getting, being a first-round exit every year because you're the sixth, seventh seed, you're going to end up facing Milwaukee or Brooklyn based on your seeding because you're not that good. Why not trade away the talent that you have now, gain picks like the Thunder are doing, and then when Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Miami, Milwaukee have seen their better days, now you've built something and you're ready to contend, and now you're the top of the of the Eastern Conference because you traded away. When it was the right time. Now, I think out of all these players, they should probably keep Sabonis. But if they were to trade Sabonis, I think it would be fun to see him in, in Memphis. Yeah, I definitely think he could put Memphis a little bit over the edge. I mean, they do have Jaron Jackson Jr. still. but I feel like Sabonis would be a good be very... fit for them. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't yeah. know. But I feel like J- Jonas Valanciunas is a beast. Let's let's put it there. He is. No, he, he, and is. Sabonis, he really is. Is, is not as much of a beast as he is. But he'd be a nice score, another little scoring threat uh, at the four. So I think yeah. having him in Memphis would be He's a good stretch big. Now, that's if they really want to give up Sabonis. He's 25. He's under contract for another four years. Or I guess it would be another three. Yeah, it'd be another three years because this season's over. So they have it for through 2024. I don't think they're... They should definitely keep one of these players to build around. But is there really a point in keeping TJ Warren... You could probably get something decent no. for him. Malcolm Brogdon, Oz. Miles Turner, Karis, Lever- uh, Karis LeVert. I think out of all those guys, you could probably get a first for all of them. I mean, just probably just one, but you could probably get a first for all of them. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the greatest first no, round picks, but... Probably would be an okay first. But then first. they could use it as, like, capital to trade eight, up in the exactly. draft if they really wanted to. Yeah, because, you know, unless you're, like drafting the Devin Bookers and the Donovan Mitchells in the mid-rounds, you want to be up higher. And right now, yeah. the Pacers are just like a mid-pack team with great talent. It's wasted, really. I, But again, they didn't have a full season with Levert. They dealt with injuries the whole season. They shouldn't blow it up 
this year. They shouldn't blow it up in the summer. Maybe get rid of TJ Warren. I don't really see. I don't see I, him I, a good yeah. fit, honestly. I he's so inconsistent. Yeah, and then you you could maybe get a late first, or 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 players to work with. I don't know, but if they don't get something done, if they don't, if they're not productive next year, they they should just blow it up because at that point, Boston, like I said before, Philadelphia is I I mean they're probably going to be a, a threat next year. Yeah. Brooklyn, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie. Boston's only going to get better, I think. COVID was not their friend. COVID no, was not. COVID was not their friend. And injuries were also not their friend. Um, now New York's could be a threat as well now, too. Um, Miami, if they even without Kawhi, I mean, I think Miami's better. I mean, look at last year, Miami swept them. I know it's a different team. You know, I hear something actually interesting. I was looking something up while you were talking about how they were first round exits. Yeah. Every single year they lost in the first round, except in 2019, that person that beat them made it to the, at least the Eastern Conference Finals. Huh. Yeah, so yeah, so they are literally a... Instead of advancing themselves, they are advancing other teams to the Conference Finals and Finals. Yep. I mean, think about it. They lost to Miami. Miami went to the Finals. Yeah. They lost to Toronto like during 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Toronto went to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. It's like, I get now what you're saying more and more, but at the same time, I still don't think they're there yet. I mean, there are some decent free agents still this year that could definitely help them in my eyes, like DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. I think he would be a great fit for the Pacers. I mean, I think they need a veteran, like, on their lineup because they have very young guys on that lineup in my eyes. I mean, like you said, Sabonis is, like, 25. Levert, 24, correct? Levert's 26. Oh, are you, wait, uh, 20, are you saying, yeah, 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 26, 26. I mean, like, they are young still for, like, NBA players. That That's what, so, that's what I'm saying. I think, but I think that's the problem. They don't have a veteran. That's yeah, the difference. And I don't think. Every team needs a veteran on their team. I mean, look at the Knicks. They started doing so much better once they got um Derrick Rose. Because that veteran always knows how to do, like, a takeover move. And, like, when the game's tough and, like, crunch time, they know how to, do, like, turn onto a takeover mode and just, like, take control and tell players what to do properly. Yeah. No, they, they don't really have that. And it, it, they would have to either sign that guy for agency or trade for him. I just don't know if it's worth it for them. I, I don't know what they're thinking over there. But, like I said, I think they should consider blowing it up if they they can't make noise in the playoffs next year because they're they're just not going anywhere with with the squad they have if they can't do it next year. I guess. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I I'm a firm believer in the Pacers. That's why we had this long argument. Yeah, but. yeah, as a first round exit. I mean, well, they haven't proven that they can. But at the same time, the coaching hasn't been the, the best. I mean, Nate, Nate McMillan Nate for the past few years was. Yeah, I mean, Nate McMillan had them over 500 every year. I I don't know. I just I I think they should consider it if they don't uh, if they don't make it far. But anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? No, really. I mean, it's a fun podcast yeah, nice today. I like the takes. One. Yeah, a little short one. I mean, I had the hot take. You had the cold nice. take, but okay. it's all right. No, 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 no. This is, this is a hot take. This is what this is what the Pacers should consider. I'll doing. make sure next time we do this segment, it'll be Puggy's hot takes with Steven's yeah, cold yeah, takes. Yeah, okay. All right, man. We, we, should, we should make a futures bet. What's 
what's going to happen? The Pacers blow it up or, or Kawhi signs with the uh, the Heat? Hey, man, we'll just leave it to the audience. I think the audience likes my take more than All yours. Right, yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll see We'll see what it is. We'll, we'll see what they say. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I dislike your take, but I don't know. Hey, man, that means even another chip potentially for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I guess we'll see. But, uh, yeah. This... We all know you're a big fan of the claw. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he deserves better. But we'll see. He does. We'll see. Thank you for listening to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. Be sure to be on the lookout for more blogs on our website, cloudzerosports.com, and be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Cloud Zero Sports, for updates and to keep the sports conversation going. Have a great day.